This is the Visionary Collective podcast, helping visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs and leaders come together to activate their biggest visions and have the unshakable confidence to build a successful and fulfilling life and business that makes a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to create the foundations and growth to build your legacy. You know you are here to do something bigger as part of the Visionary Collective. Hello there, and welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about how to live and work from gain, not pain. So what do I mean by that? If you've looked at change and how we respond to change and change cycles and all of that stuff, you may have come across this concept that we move from one or two places. We change from one or two places. We change from either the pain, so the pain of the situation is so great that we just have to move, or we move towards gain. We move towards the vision. We move towards the thing that we get when we implement this change. And my intention in this podcast episode is to talk about that and also to help you think about how do you stay more on the game side than the pain side? Because as entrepreneurs and as a visionary entrepreneur, you are going to create a lot of change. You know, I think this is the constant in my life and with the people that I work with, the clients who I love, is we are always creating change because we're always growing and evolving as human beings. That's part of our DNA as visionaries in the world. And so we want to make that change as smooth and as satisfying and as pleasurable as possible. We don't want to have to go through these huge ups and downs and roller coasters of change because otherwise you're going to have to have recovery time and recovery time is outside of your life and business. So I've worked a lot in the last couple of years of thinking about how do we make change a constant? How do we embrace change as a constant? How do we work with change in a way that it just feels like that's a natural way to be? And I really do believe that it is, by the way, that we are meant as human beings, we are meant to grow. We are meant to expand. We're meant to evolve. And that's why we see this in evolution. You know, that's the ability that human beings have, right, is to go, okay, so I wonder if we could create something that's better than the horse and cart and someone invents a motor motor car, a motorbike, right? So we're always evolving and growing and changing. And it's so important that we find a way to do that. As I say, that's positive, that expands us, that is smoother also, not just for ourselves, but for the other people who work with us, who follow us, who are partners with us in whatever enterprise we're in. Because the other thing about being a visionary founder is that when you do something, you don't only just impact on yourself, you impact on the people who work in your business, you work impact on partners that you have, you impact on so many things because your energy is the foundation stone of the business. A lot of visionary businesses are created on the back of passion and inspiration. And not just if you're an entrepreneur, but if you work in an organization and you're leading a team, you're leading a division, a lot of that energy and growth is based on you. And so the more that you can manage your own energy and your own expression of yourself in the world, the more you'll see that positive impact around you as well. So as I say, there are really two places to change from. 
And so you either move away from pain or you move towards gain. And as visionaries, I feel like we are hardwired more to move towards gain because gain has the vision. Gain is kind of like, wow, look at this thing that I can create over there. I'm going to go for it. What if I can create something new and different? What if I can create something extraordinary? The vision is so strong that it pulls us towards that future. It engages other people. It magnetizes the right opportunities to us, the right people to us. And you can feel the energy of it. And when I've worked with very successful visionary founders, what I see is that the vision is so strong in them that it's almost like the obstacles don't exist as roadblocks. You know, they exist as things to overcome. They exist as kind of kinks in the road, if you like, but they're not roadblocks. And it doesn't happen that they have the first challenge, the first thing go wrong and go, well, clearly this was a bad idea. You know, visionaries hold the vision. They hold it no matter what. They hold it beyond the roadblocks and the challenges so that they're always moving forward towards the thing that they're creating. And so naturally, if you're of that visionary, positive, optimistic type nature, then you are going to be moving towards your vision. And that's, you'll know that, you know that when that's happening, because you feel excited, you feel focused, you're moving forward, you feel the momentum, you feel the energy, right? And I don't know about you, but I love being in that place. I love feeling this energy and momentum. I love to feel like I'm moving forward. It's incredible. And so I want that for you. I want you to feel like, oh, change. Yeah, I just take that in my stride. Change is a constant for me. You know, rather than what I've seen a lot in in bigger business is that, and also with individuals too that I've worked with, is that you kind of have this change coming and then you build up to it and it becomes this huge big deal. And then you go for it, you kind of, and it's a very masculine way of doing it. It's kind of like you gird your loins and you go for it, which is, you know, it gets the job done, but it takes a lot of energy and effort. And also it takes a lot of recovery afterwards because you've expended so much energy to get to that point. So I imagine it in a kind of sailing analogy, and I'm not a sailor, so my apologies. (laughs) You can correct me if this is not the right analogy. But I see it like a kind of a sailing analogy where you're constantly tacking, you know, you're constantly feeling into the conditions, you're adapting to what's happening. It doesn't matter how much you've planned this journey, you cannot predict all the pieces of it, right? You can't predict what the weather's going to do. You can't predict if a member of your crew gets injured or whatever the thing is, right? So you're always adapting, you're agile in the process and you make change and then something else happens and then you make change again and then you move again. And that's really what I suggest is is a more positive way to do change, is you change and flex and change and flex. And as you do that, you move further and further towards your goal. But it's less of the kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm jumping. I'm exhausted. Oh, I'm jumping. I'm exhausted. Or what also tends to happen is that if you don't take the opportunity, so say you want something and you've been going on about it for ages and you think, I really want to create my my own business and one day I'll do it, but not now. And you have this kind of yearning in your soul. You feel the desire to create this thing, but you don't do it. And then what happens is 
we tend to then create situations where the pain gets so bad that you are forced into making the decision. Now, I believe that we manifest the stuff around us, right? That our energy manifests the stuff around us. So often when we have challenges or things aren't going right, or suddenly our existing work dries up, then we have created that situation. It looks like it's an external circumstance happening, but to me, we're creating that situation. And I've done that for myself, right? I've got to a point, I remember when I left my corporate job, you know, I wanted to go for ages and ages and I hung on and hung on. And, you know, actually I was very lucky that I got redundancy. And so I managed to jump off with a nice little sum of money in my pocket, which was cool. But what I found was I was making myself miserable. You know, I was making the situation worse and worse for myself before I found out about the redundancy option. So that ultimately I would have to jump off because the pain of staying there would be too great, right? But you can feel you don't really want to make decisions in that way because when I jump off, I'm doing it as a reaction. Oh my God, I cannot do this anymore. I can't bear it any longer. I'm going to jump. So that's not going to be the most prepared, the most energized, (laughs) the most positive jumping off experience, right? Whereas if I connect to my vision and I go, I'm really feeling into this, I know my vision, I can feel the first pieces of it, I've aligned with it, I've got, you know, the resources behind me enough to do it, I'm going to jump from that place, you can feel the different energy of that. It's being proactive rather than reactive, or the creator rather than reactor is how I like to say it. So what tends to happen is we create some kind of crisis. You know, if we're not listening to that vision, if we're not listening to stirrings of our soul, we tend to create a crisis. So that might be that you get fired, you get made redundant, your money dries up. So I've had this in my business where I've been like, oh, yeah, I really want to do this, but I don't want to let go of that because it's where the money comes from. And then suddenly the money dries up and I'm like, what? Oh, my God. Now I have to do this other thing because all the money's dried up. Again, not a positive place to do it from because then you're kind of partially in survival mode. So it can motivate you. That's what I'm saying. You know, it can force you to make the change, but you are in survival mode to a degree. So if you've lost your job, your money's dried up, you are, there's some kind of big drama in a relationship that you're in, um, whether that's in work or home, you have a health crisis. So maybe you suddenly have a big health crisis and you can't get to work or you can't make money or whatever. Something untoward happens, you crash your car. You know, you do kind of hear about these things as up levels. You know, people talk about these things as up levels or an upper limit crisis, right? And, you know, I've done that. I've totally done that in my life. I still do it occasionally, (laughs) (laughs) But I I consciously make a decision not to change from that place. Because as I say, then you are forcing yourself into survival. You will probably force yourself to do it. Well, you'll go one of two ways. You will either collapse and not be able to do it, and you'll go into panic and survival and shock. Or you'll go, shit, I really have to do it. So you do it. And you maybe, you know, make a big success of it and it's okay, but you still put yourself through trauma. 
You still put yourself through stress and anguish and pain to get there. And you really don't want to do that, right? Because say it's not a sustainable model. And I used to be like this a lot because I didn't know how to manage my energy properly. And because I'm naturally somebody who is goes in peaks and troughs. I'm not a steady eddy. You know, my energy is not kind of like, oh, I roll along on this nice middle ground. I'm like excited and not and excited and not. And I think a lot of vision entrepreneurs I work with have that kind of energy. It's much more peaks and troughs and, you know, big bursts of energy and then a recuperation than it is a kind of steady line because we create a lot when we're in creative mode. And again, you know, I'm sort of adding this in as another note, but we have to allow ourselves recovery time. You know, when you've had that big peak, when you've really gone after something, when you've had all your energy behind something and you've got so excited that you've barely slept. I always end up waking up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm in this phase at the minute where I'm probably getting like six hours sleep a night, which is not a lot for me, but there's a lot going on and I'm processing a lot and I'm moving a lot and I'm creating a lot of change in my business. So I know I can do that for a period of time, but I also need to have recuperation time. And actually I'm on holiday in a week or so. So that'll be my recuperation time. But I don't wait until I'm on the floor. I don't wait until I think, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I cannot go on any further. If you do that, you're back in the pain. So I want you to really think about and notice as you're listening to this episode, where do I move from pain and where do I move from gain? And start to flex that balance so that you're moving more towards the vision towards the benefit, towards what you can create. So you have that positive energy, you have positive hormones running in your body, you have serotonin running around, you have that energy and momentum to really create from that place of positivity and optimism and energy versus forcing yourself at some point to do it, creating drama, creating circumstances, creating a point where you know, I just, I'm so done with it. I have to change. As soon as you see that drama appearing around you, as soon as you feel like you have to change, you know, you've gone too far down that line. And I say you can do it. And and it's a successful strategy in some ways. Like I've become really conscious of strategies I have that are successful. They've kind of got me to where I've got to. And I don't want to do it that way anymore. I want to do it in a way that is easy and flowing and joyful and amazing. That's what I want to do. I don't want to have pain in my life. Why would I choose that? So I'm suggesting that you do that too. And it's also knowing that if you're seeing drama, if you're seeing those things being created, is to know that's part of the up level and to be able to be with it in that space, to know that you've created it on some level in order to create the big change. Okay. And, you know, you can do it that way. I just suggest that, you know, maybe you don't want to do that ongoing. So how do you stay in the positive? How do you stay in that movement towards the gain, that momentum, that vision, that energy that just feels so delicious when you're in it? So, you know, it's, I talk about this all the time and I'm not going to apologize for talking about this all the time because it's so important is it is about connection to vision. You know, I was talking to somebody about my business yesterday and saying that, you know, she said to me, what's the importance of connection? And I said, well, connection is the source of all happiness, you know, (laughs) connection to my big vision, 
connection to a bigger field of potential that exists all around us, connection to the impact I want to have in the world, connection to others in a deep, meaningful way, connection to my true self. When you're connected on those levels, you're in a positive energy and momentum. And then, you know, sometimes it's like the small things, it's the micro things that actually lead up to that big that big movement, that big change that you want to create. So it's doing the things that make you feel good every day. I saw my personal trainer this morning and I honestly did not feel like doing that this morning. And I went and I was just like, why did I think I wasn't going to do this this morning? I feel incredible now. So, you know, do the things that make you feel good. For me, it's meditation, it's journaling, it's exercise, it's eating well, it's drinking water, it's getting enough sleep. And I have to set myself stuff around that in order to stay on that track. You know, it's very easy for me to sabotage that and not do the things that make me feel good every day. And one of the other things I'm conscious of in this is about consistency. Because again, we entrepreneurs, we visionaries are not always good at consistency because we work in these peaks and troughs. And I've been reframing consistency. I've been sitting with this notion in the last week or so and thinking, okay, I can't get on with consistency. It just doesn't work for me. It's not one of my things. How can I be with that in a way that feels more aligned to who I am? And actually, I've started to think about consistency as rituals because I love rituals. I love that because rituals have energy in them. They align us. They're about being that tuning fork that keeps us in our highest energy and potential. And so now I think, you know, I think about rituals. I think about when I wake up in the morning and I do my connection and I journal and I get my body moving and I drink some water I'm feeling into those now as rituals, not consistency. And that's super helpful for me because it resonates so much more with who I am. So you need to find a way of creating this in a way that works for you. You know, I'm never one that says do this and then do this and then do this. I just don't think that works. We're all individuals and we all have our own motivations and energy. So how do we create this in a way that feels really positive and inspiring and makes me want to do it every day. You know, I love to light a candle in the morning. It gives me that sense of ritual. So what I tend to do is I wake up early, I set my alarm early, I get all plumped up pillows in my lovely bed. And again, my bed is a a lovely place for me. And I light a candle And I connect to this field of potential that I'm talking about. My cat's normally on the bed by this stage. She's a very good little energy to have. The dog by the side. (laughs) And I just start to connect and I write in my journal and I exercise. Sometimes I do it other ways around. If I wake up and I feel like, oh, I just have this desire to move my body now, then I'll exercise first. You know, if I'm seeing my personal trainer, I'll do my inner work first and then I'll go and see the personal trainer at six. So, you know, again, it's also not being attached to these things. Sometimes people are like, I must get up and I must do this and I must do that. I must do that. That is just another trap. It's just another ego trap, right? So do what makes you feel good. If things stop making you feel good, find other ways with them. You know, sometimes I journal a lot, like a lot, a lot. Sometimes I don't do so much of that and I do more of something else. 
but I'm always creating these rituals to keep myself on track, to keep myself in the positive. And I'm always connecting first thing to my vision. I've got my vision board actually stuck up in my bedroom. And as I sit in bed, I look out over onto my vision board on the opposite wall. And I just created that a few months ago. And I thought, oh, I love that because it's the first things I see when I wake up. And sometimes, you know, I go to Lou and I come back and I just stand in front of the vision board and I just connect. I just look at it and go, I love all this. I love everything on that vision board and I can feel it coming to me and I just create an energetic process with it. So again, you'll find the way that works for you, but just know that this is about that kind of consistency, being with the ebbs and flows, but doing it in a way where you are positively moving, you're building momentum all the time. The intention is that you stay in momentum. That's really what I've discovered for myself. And I think, you know, this is often true for people I work with. So I'm hoping this resonates with you as you listen is it's so easy for me to have big bursts and then stop, then big bursts and stop. And it really affects the momentum that you're building in your business and your life. And so now my my playing, my little challenge that I'm having with myself at the moment is how do I keep up the momentum without it feeling boring to me? Because I love new stuff. So I have to have enough new stuff in, I have to be creating, I have to have all those things going on. But how can I do that in a way that feels really energizing and has loads of energy in it for me? So I came up with this idea of rituals because I was kind of like, oh, that feels nice to me. That feels like an an indulgence, something special that I'm doing for me rather than, oh, I need to be consistent with my journaling, which, you know, kills my energy dead. (laughs) And the other thing I want to say about all of this is to really, you know, a lot of this is about being present and noticing what happens. So again, what we find as visionaries is we're very forward thinking. Well, our, our energy is very forward momentum, right? And so what I've realized, again, a big realization for me recently has been that I don't always celebrate success. And I don't even, I got to a stage of thinking, I, I don't even see the results that I get or I get from my clients unless they they really like tell me strongly or it stares me in the face. It was like I had a filter up where I wasn't seeing those results. So now I'm also really creating a ritual around celebration. I have a gratitude journal that I write in at night and I sit and I just, and I don't just write those things down again, like um, a process. I feel into it. What's felt really good for me today? What am I proud of? What do I feel in my heart that I'm truly grateful for in a way that could almost move me to tears, you know? And again, I don't make myself write three or five, whatever the number is, if I don't feel it. You know, maybe one massive thing has happened that day that I just want to sit in the energy of. I just want to be in gratitude for. And, you know, and that's enough. You know, that's what I need to be with today and celebrating that. So I hope in listening to this, you know, it's made you kind of think about, you know, imagine this as a line, a continuum with pain at one end and gain at the other. And just notice where you move along that line. Because it's not saying we always do pain and we always do gain, or it's you can do that or that. Of course, there's a whole continuum in the middle. So you may be in the middle of that line thinking, oh yeah, I do you know, I definitely have my vision. I'm definitely moving towards it. But, you know, actually, do you know what? I'm kind of in the middle. 
and when there's big change to happen, I still I still end up going on to the other side, you know. Or you might say, you know, when I feel great, I'm launching something, I'm in action mode, I'm very much in the pain bit. But when I have the come down from that, and sometimes it is a come down because you've let go of the adrenaline, then I have to force myself through from pain. So this is also a kind of masculine, feminine energy dynamic, you know, and I think we need both. I know we need both. And I'm very conscious of when I'm in my more masculine energy and when I'm in my more feminine energy. And, you know, just for clarity, you know, I'm not talking male and female, I'm talking masculine and feminine energy. So we all have that within us. And, you know, when we're forcing ourselves through something, we're we're kind of like almost pushing through no matter what. We are more in that masculine pain energy. When we're focused towards the game and we're in our feeling energy, when we're, you know, really sensing into what's next, then we're more in our feminine. So again, you know, just notice what's the ideal balance for you. Where do you feel that? Where can you sense? Like, I know for me, when I go too much into my masculine, I get really tired and I get frustrated and it just doesn't work for me. Do I need that masculine energy? Of course I do, because I am I love to deliver and I love to get results and I love to drive. And I know that when I have that balance for me, just feeling into it, I would say it's probably like a 70-30 for me. If I'm 70% in my feminine and 30 in my masculine, it works much better for me. And actually, it's a kind of paradox because from that perspective, I get so much more done because I'm working on the big things. I'm not just like drive, 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 to-do list, to-do list, to-do list. I'm going, what shifts the dial? Okay, focus on that today. And that creates a different energy and momentum again. So I hope this is helpful. And I hope it's made you really think around you know, where do I come from? That's an interesting question. And what I want to do in these episodes is, you know, raise curiosity. I love to create shifts in perspective. So to make you think, to make you consider, to make you recalibrate in some way. So you go about your day thinking, oh, that's really interesting. I wonder where am I? Where do I allow myself to drop into the pain? Do I have a habit of not changing until it's got painful. That's a really good inquiry to sit with. So let me know. I'd love to know where you are on this pain game continuum. And, you know, if you want any other help or advice, come and join my free group on Facebook. It's called The Visionary Collective. Surprise, surprise. Or reach out to me. I'm on all the main social media channels. Reach out to me. Let's keep this conversation going. This is very much an evolving process for me as I record these episodes, because I record them very much in flow, you know, stuff comes out of my mouth, that I have no idea is going to come out. (laughs) So we're keeping it real and, you know, keeping it authentic here. So let me know how you get on. I would love to know. And, you know, the connection to the visionary vision, the visionary essence and the vision is what keeps us on the gain side of that spectrum. And believe me, if you can lift more from there, you will really see an impact, not just in your business, but in your life in general. And that's what I want for you, a successful, fulfilled, inspired, um, joyful life. That's what we all want, isn't it? So good luck with that. And let me know how you get on. I would love to know. Thank you for listening to Visionary Collective Podcast with Lisa Mitchell. 
If you want to be part of this exciting, bigger movement, come and join other amazing, visionary, purpose-led entrepreneurs in my free Facebook group, The Visionary Collective.